0: What you guys are doing, I think, is really revolutionary in that it brings power back to the people. It gives the ability for patients to be involved in their care. It gives the ability for the decision makers, the children, to be involved in their care. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go to source for professional insights in the long term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day.
1: i am the a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we
0: might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Shmuel Septimus. Okay, so those who are watching us on LinkedIn or Facebook, actually even on YouTube. I um, actually just put it there as well. So thank you for taking some time out of your schedules today and joining us for another live broadcast of the Nursing Home podcast. The only podcast that you need to listen to to learn about what's really going on in the healthcare industry, more specifically the nursing home industry. Most people get their information from the media, You get information from your friends and from a couple of maybe experiences and interactions with the nursing home, uh, with the nursing home center or the the space in general, we're here to bring on professionals, health providers, service providers, and all different aspects of this industry to really share what it's actually like and what does it really mean to, uh, to operate in this space, what does it really mean to be a resident, what does it mean to be a caregiver, what does it mean to be a service provider, that and lots more. So, today we're going to discuss specifically the communication challenge that exists between nursing home providers and their hospital referral partners. So, traditionally, this is why I love this podcast. Let's say things the way that they are. Traditionally, nursing home marketers, liaisons, call them whatever you want, they're drooling all over the hospital discharge planners. If it was legal like it used to be, they would put them in limousines and take them to parties every night and give them money and gifts and whatever they can to get in their favor. Not because they are looking for long-term uh, personal relationships or even professional relationships necessarily, but they want those referrals because referrals equals revenue and they know that their jobs are dependent on getting residents into the facilities. It's simple as that. And every facility, you know, they're fighting over the good Residents, meaning the residents have a good payer source. Fortunately for the industry, unfortunately for uh, maybe for providers, it makes it a challenge. Those things, most places, even pre-COVID, that was, you know, that's not possible anymore. Most places don't accept that. They don't allow it. And those, those easy days are over. So now it's important to have actual real relationships with hospital partners. It's important for, and it's a two-way street. The hospital providers also need the nursing homes. They're partners in this, right? At the end of the day, the hospital cannot do this alone. The hospitals also have their own pressure to discharge the residents in a timely way in order to ensure that they're getting paid for the service that they're providing when they're no longer getting paid, which is supposed to be when the resident or patient no longer needs their level of care, then they send them to, you know, down the, down the street to the nursing home. So the tradition, it's always been a challenge, Michael, we're gonna to get to you in a minute. Traditionally, it's always been a challenge. You know, many uh, many times the admission coordinators will use the opportunity of sending their daily census, they'll fax it in. For those of you who don't know what fax machines are, well, you, you may still be able to find fax paper um, in your local intake shop, but people used to actually take the opportunity to fax in their availability to the case managers as a little reminder that hey we exist and hey we're desperate for a census so please send us anything and anyone as long as they have a pulse even if they don't have a payer we'll somehow figure out how to charge that pulse for their stay and being crash for a reason because it's it's a real challenge yeah. that, you know it, you don't want to be annoying right you don't want it to be a, a problematic so you don't want to be annoying you don't want to but at the same time you do what, what are you supposed to do and part of it is also practical. So. We're going to get into this and much more but before we get too far i want to officially extend a very warm welcome to michael radute michael is the i said i'm going to call you the marketing guy the business development guy but you're the growth marketing and customer success person for care availability so michael welcome to the nursing home podcast
1: thank you thanks for having me Shmel. really appreciate this uh it's really exciting to be able to talk to the broader uh, you know healthcare industry network uh, with folks from all over the place you know I, I we're out here on the west coast we're kind of in our own world with how we do things so it's pretty exciting to talk to people who are out uh, in, in other markets um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think, thanks for having me
0: we're on the, sure we're on the opposite coast right over here on the Boston New York side of the country uh, uh, so before we even get too much into the topic that we started discussing and I do want to discuss even before care availability which is your company that uh, but even before that we I wanted to discuss the problem but let's give our listeners and viewers a chance to learn a little bit about who you are so can you give us the short version of your professional trajectory of how you ended up in the current role that you're in right now
1: sure sure so you know it's interesting I I, I grew up in this industry uh my my family you know my my family's from romania uh and when they came out here my, my parents you know the only jobs they could get were as caregivers and that kind of ushered them into a world of of you know like any other uh story of, of coming to this country and, and and you know eventually you you kind of own the place that you you first get your job at so uh you know they they showed up got jobs as caregivers eventually you know i i saw them grow that Uh, grow that job into their own uh, business where they actually own and operated uh, residential care homes uh, throughout the Portland area here. And so seeing them and seeing them go through that process, you know, naturally, I I saw a lot of the challenges and, you know, moving forward a little bit of time, I had to step in because my dad got sick and, uh, you know, he kind of had to step away and and retire. And so I, I stepped in and ran the business for a little while. And, and during that time, you know, I, I came from a marketing world and that was my, uh, that, that that's really where my wheelhouse is. And I, I noticed that there was a, a gap between, uh, what marketing really means and how, how technology supports other services and other businesses and other industries, and just not so much in healthcare, not so much specifically to the community-based care providers, like the adult family homes, the home health companies, hospice, home care. Smaller assisted livings, all of that. So to keep it short, uh, you know, eventually I, I really just embarked out on this mission to try to bring some innovation to that space and and try to create a better way for, for patients, for potential residents to get connected to community-based services um, and, and try to help bridge the gap between the health systems and the providers who are out in the communities that otherwise, you know, they wouldn't really know about each other. Um, and so that's what brought me to care availability, you know, prior to care availability, I was working on a, on a different company. Um, and then I, I joined the team that launched care availability in the last year, and really joined them right at the time, right before COVID really took off. And, and we were all forced mm-hmm. to with, with this new way of life, uh, essentially, especially for for healthcare sales and marketing professionals, it was different, it's a different world. Um, mm-hmm. And so I it was really all hands on deck at that point, so I jumped in and and focused, you know, focused everything on on engagement, on uh, bringing on more providers, on some of our key relationships with hospitals and all of that. So, still haven't uh, figured out what my title is since I kind of kind of do do everything from content creation to digital marketing, you know, hosting some case management meetings and all of that. So, kind of all over the place.
0: Um, okay. Well, first of all, thank you for that very full background. Uh, Your parents definitely uh, set the bar very high coming in, you know, as immigrants to the country and starting at the, you know, at the bottom of the ladder. And, you know, like you said, they owned and operated care facilities in the area, multiple Mm -hmm. facilities. So they they really showed you how, you know, starting with nothing, they were able to build what they built. So you obviously have that in your DNA where
1: I saw the struggle.
0: You saw, so, and I'm sure there were things that you saw that you said, I will never do that. And, you know, I'm never going to go through the, whatever he, whatever particular pains or suffering that you may have seen them do. It's just the pattern, like every other generation, right? The kids don't want to be like the parents, but the grandkids sometimes like, want to be like the grandparents. But uh, it, I'm sure there's certain aspects that were amazing, certain aspects that were not. But one thing is clear is you had a very unique perspective or a bird's eye view, you know, on the industry as a whole, where you're able to see what they actually did. You're able to see what other uh other providers in the community are doing and where where some of the gaps are. So let, let's go specifically to care availability. I know you alluded to it a little bit before, but what is the problem that care availability is coming to solve and how does it do that?
1: Sure. So you know one one of the uh, one of the pieces of technology that has been really growing in the in the referral care coordination space has been, uh, services that primarily just focus on, on Medicare licensed, uh, providers and not so much on the community based providers like assisted livings, adult family homes and all, all of that. And so care availability is, is trying to solve the issue of helping folks kind of self-navigate the healthcare system without having to rely on third party referral services, um, and having to rely on just traditional fax blasts and things like that, a vacancy information. Uh, there, there's a real problem when a case manager in a hospital needs to make a referral decision and help patients kind of navigate out of the hospital and into a, into a setting that's appropriate for them. But mm-hmm. they have to spend hours. Cold calling, trying to find the availability, trying to find what's available in the local area that that meets the patient's budget, you know, or accepts uh, the patient's payer source, uh, provides, you know, a Hoyer lift, uh, provides two person transfers. You know, there's a lot of assisted livings that don't do that. And so it's good to have all that information in one place. So that, that's really what we're trying to solve.
0: So, OK, so. How do we do it? Let me ask a hard question here. So I've been a nursing home administrator for a number of years, and the big part of my day was figuring out how we are going to build the census today. Every admission is celebrated. Every discharge is, uh, I don't know, not, not discouraged, but it's like, even if it's a healthy discharge, it just means the census goes down. So everything is census, census, census. Obviously, the goal is to provide the highest level of care while they're in the facility. But if you don't have people to care for, then you have no business and most of the facilities are for-profit facilities and even if they aren't they still have to function um they have to function properly so when a hospital had a a patient to discharge especially if it was a desirable patient usually what they would do is they would go to some of the you know online systems that already existed so let's back up it used to be that they would they would send out emails or they'll send out faxes and you know, print out a million pieces of paper and the admission folks would have to sort through it and then figure out what's a financial question, what's a clinical question, what's an administrator question, so to, to get the regional people to sign off on certain things. You know, some of them some of them will be complex and they know certain things that they have the ability the permission um to you know to just say yes automatically cuz these things have already been predetermined but that has evolved as as you know right to the online systems and i don't know what it is on your side of the world but you know we have all scripts and Fornax and right. and i don't know all these different systems where instead of faxing over the the, the referrals they're not doing that anymore instead they're they're putting it they're putting uh, all their information right in the system you basically have access to everything that that the facility might need and the facilities go in there like a bunch of hawks and they, they attack yeah. that yeah. referral uh-huh. from every angle and they're going to do whatever they can to give a yes answer as quickly as possible. Sure. So is this really a real, like is this the pain? When it, So I've spoken, I've, I've gone to hospitals and met with case managers, met with the teams of case managers and I don't know if I necessarily heard this as a pain point from them that, Oh, we don't know who to refer this person to because usually, uh, put it this way, even sometimes they'll even play dirty, right? Let's just say it the way it is. Sometimes they'll say somebody is 340 pounds and it comes out that the person is 640 pounds. And the equipment that we special ordered for this resident, you know, uh, standard bariatric equipment is no, you know, just doesn't work. The person walks in the door. And you can't say anything because if you say, say the wrong thing, then you become a bad facility and then you lose, you know, patients down the road. So, you know, there's certainly challenges with that. My point with all this is that generally nursing homes are desperate for census, even a good facility. And the, even the good facilities are super aggressive with with getting a yes and getting yes as quickly as possible. So is this was this really a struggle and is it really a struggle uh, for case managers to say oh my gosh i have this resident i don't know where i have this patient in the hospital we still call them patients right so i have this patient and i don't know where to send them is that a real problem
1: absolutely absolutely i i I think if you have you have your relationships with your nursing homes that you rely on you kind of have that rep that you work with you have the liaison that, that you know Keeps, keeps the coffee rolling into the office and all of that, and 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 you know them, and so you reach out to them. They have access to your health. They have access to Epic, whatever it may be. They can pull the Epic. Yeah. They can make it happen for you. Uh, right. I, I think the real issue is when we're looking at post acute providers that aren't necessarily uh, nursing homes. That that don't you know there there are a lot of patients that go to nursing homes that. That ICF level bed or uh, whatever it, in the nursing home might not necessarily be the most appropriate level of care for that patient. Um, okay, what we're doing is we're we're we'll, we're solving the you know if, if there's a patient in a in a hospital that is approved for Medicaid and the hospital has gone through that whole process and got them ready to go. And the only thing that they can find that provides ventilator care, or that provides something a little bit higher level than your traditional assisted living. The only place for that patient to go is an ICF. And that might not be the best place for that patient and that family. A better situation might be the residential care home that's owned and operated by a small family, small business, you know, five miles away, not that far. They just don't know about it because they don't have that relationship. So that, that facility is licensed ready to take on that care, they provide that care, but because they don't have that same relationship, like the nursing homes do with the hospital systems, they often miss out on that. And and so I I can see your, your, uh, you know, you, we might be thinking about like the traditional patient that's, that's ordered to go to a sniff meets their physical therapy, all of that, you know, and, and we help facilitate those referrals as well. Um, and, and really that was accelerated throughout COVID the need there. Because with reduced visitation in the hospital, there's no, there's no reps bringing coffee in. There's no reps letting them know about their vacancies. And so rather- So hold than on, the-
0: hold on. Yeah, I have too many questions here. I, I don't like to interrupt, but I am. Um, first of all, what's ICF?
1: Um, so that's going to be uh, a bed that's uh, designated for a patient that can stay long-term in the this.
0: Oh, the long-term. Okay. Long-term. Yeah, I, I so, okay, right. fine. Uh, fine. So- so, okay, so let me just get, wrap my head around. this. So a couple of things. So first thing you're saying is that uh, there are other care providers that besides for nursing homes, assisted livings, um, like you said, if there's a specific need, uh, let's say a ventilator patient or, uh, or something else that their, care, their needs can be met equally or maybe even better in another setting. So there isn't a simple way for the hospital discharge planners to know that such a place exists. And to know the information, whatever questions they might have, um, it's almost okay coming from my world as a as a marketer. And you know, we market uh, lots of businesses, so it's almost like you're a Google my business page sure. for healthcare providers. So if you want to know, you know, if you're someone like me and you eat kosher food and you're hungry, and so you put you can put into Google kosher near me, and you get a list of places, yeah. and then you, you'll get basic information about each place. And you'll see the pictures, see the reviews. Uh, then you'll decide which one you want to actually take your next action with, and call them, or drive there, or you know, click for directions, or whatever. So, from the discharge, uh, discharge planners' perspective, discharge planners' perspective, a lot of Ps in there, um, and from their end, they can send it out and wait for the wolves to attack, and chew up their referral, and then come back and say that this is for them. But if they want to see all the possible options, so by you know, clicking the checkboxes of the, spe- the specific needs of this patient and to see where they their needs can be met across the continuum of healthcare in that specific area, that's not something that they can currently do. Right now, they're somewhat at the mercy like uh, of the nursing homes, and they don't even have the ability to kind of look out of the box and see where else they can go because they're not, you know, they're just put into the system and they wait for... They wait for stuff to happen. So this gives the hospital plan, discharge planners the ability to proactively find the best possible care setting for their patients post discharge. Uh, you know from the Q care setting. So 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 that's a big deal. So it's not just. So I guess my point was that. I've never seen it a problem that the case managers, the easy referrals get eaten up right away, right? And, and the nursing homes are going to uh, grab them. There are more complex ones. So then a lot of nursing homes are going to jump on those too so that you can be that provider that is always there to help out. Right. But you're saying more than that. And those are the ones that can sometimes sit. And sometimes it can be, a, you know, a payer issue. Sometimes it be a family issue. they are restraining orders and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, You know, when the... When people come into a healthcare setting, sometimes you know there's this notion that all of a sudden the healthcare provider takes care takes over the entire life challenge that this patient or family has had. And all of a sudden the 45 years of bickering is going to be resolved during this care plan meeting when they all come in at the same time and start yelling at each other. And okay, fine, I digress. My <laughs> point is like this. My point is that this gives the discharge planners the ability to really see the every possible situation it's like, the, it's like a google search i guess i'm going big yeah. with the parables today yeah. right uh with the comparisons today but uh, basically saying that you know this is or more like amazon where you can tick right. the boxes on the I, side
1: I, I guess i like to make the comparison more to like an expedia for example because you know if, if if you and i had to cold call every hotel if i wanted to visit you in boston and i had to call every hotel in boston on my way out there oh you
0: would stay in my house michael come on <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, i thank you i gladly accept it uh but say say I could right uh I had, yeah. I had cold call every hotel to find out their pricing find out if if they have the amenities that I'm looking for find out if they even have availability i mean that's that that's extremely daunting for me to think about even doing that i've never had to do mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. and so I, I think about you know putting myself in the shoes of a a, a a patient in a hospital and a family who's trying to make the decision of finding, finding some place. And the only real option they have is the sniffs that this patient can go to, but let, let's say they're, they're right at that, right at that line where they don't necessarily have to go to a sniff, a better level of care might be a, a, a care home that has Specific services that will meet that patient's needs, and much more one-on-one as well. Uh, that might be better. Mm-hmm. For them. And and really, you know, mm-hmm. care availability is is for the case management teams, but it's also for the patients and the families to be able to self-navigate through that decision, um, rather than you know calling ten home health companies to see if they accept your insurance and to see if they have a start of care date available for you this week you could just go on care availability and search for the available providers in your area that are ready to, to take you on. Um, and it's kind of the same thing for all the other providers. So it's not, we're working with SNFs and we really work, started working with SNFs because that was an ask from the hospital systems that we were working for, uh, that we were working with, sorry, uh, throughout COVID. They- One
0: second, so let's dwell on that for a second. What do you mean yeah. it was an ask from them? What were they asking specifically?
1: Sure. So to give you a little bit of context you know care availability when when it first started um it it was you know a lot of conversations with the hospital and a lot of discovery and trying to figure out what they really need from a tool like this and okay fast forward like a month or two the pandemic hit and all of a sudden they're like hey that tool that you were telling us we really need that now like really can how because because one, they had no idea which nursing facilities have current COVID outbreaks until they call them and figure that out. So we put that on our site as well so that folks can actually report that they're not accepting due to COVID right now. The other piece to mm-hmm. it, case management teams during an overburdened time where their staff is focused on just trying to get patients out the door in the proper, uh, in the proper settings and try to make room in the hospital, you know, the the problem was sifting through tons of communication coming in from from the reps, coming in from the nursing facilities, fax blasts, emails, phone calls, all of that. And they're like, I can't have time to do this because, you know, pre-COVID, it was easy. I had five people walk in and tell me what they had going on today, and they could do an assessment right here, right now. But if my hospital is closed down and we can't do assessments and I can't allow outside providers to come in, there, there's there's a there's kind of a, a barrier there in communication. And so, you know, our platform offered the ability for them to report their vacancies and the case management teams can just do a quick search, see everything that's available and then make a decision from there based on what the patient's needs are. So that's that's how really we started working with SNFs. Um, and then we kind of expanded that to broader services, assisted livings, home care's uh hospice home
0: health all of that well wow, so that's just light bulbs going on now i'm just kind of starting to grapple with the concept here yeah because i mean the name the name is exactly what it is right care availability so it's all it's almost a different approach that we're not looking at nursing homes we're not looking at hospitals we're not looking at home care companies we're looking at the care that needs to be provided for this particular patient but this in, you know, in this location at this time. And we want to know where is that care available? Where can this person go? Where can this human being be cared for in the best possible way? That's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, That currently is not available. So no. the so usually it starts uh, typically, right? It starts in the hospital. It was an acute event. And now well, let's at least stick with that example. It's an acute event. Someone ends up in the hospital. And now we have to figure out what the next step is so first of all what you're saying is that we want to explore all options we want we'd want people to have to be geographically challenged they don't have to drive an hour each way to visit mom if it could be avoided Mm -hmm. and you know many times unfortunately the these types of things which make a huge deal in the family members experience and many times the residents as well are completely overlooked or ignored because we're just trying to give, get the best possible care. But we didn't know that there's a new nursing home around the corner from where the daughter lives that, that can provide that care even better than the other place, which you're just gonna send to, because you know that Betsy always picks up the phone and she'll just make it happen, right? And th- this happens all the time. I think we both know that. So right now, and and, if there's no easy way to find out, even without COVID, right? So how does a case manager typically know the care availability? I want to stick to nursing homes for a minute because well, even within the nursing home space, um, I think there's a huge need for this because how does, how does a uh, hospital discharge planner know the availability in the local, just even in the nursing home? So like you said, someone walks in with coffee and says, how can I help you? Which means, please, 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 please give me a referral, and I'll make it happen no matter what, as long as the person is still alive. And then there's the all those faxes that come in, which, like you said, on a regular day, of five people manning all that information. It, it's manageable. Um, and But other than that, it, it can be a real challenge um, understanding and seeing um, and, and knowing what the options are, even just within the nursing home space. So having all that information available at the click of a button and you can be as specific as you know as the system allows you to be you know that is a tremendous tool for the for the district planners and unlike and you said before an even bigger thing is that who says they have to go to a nursing home if you know the system spits out four other options um, you know that might be even something that you know that's even better. So I got that now I get it I didn't before I now I do but let's let's move on from there to another point. Um, that's from the discharge planner standpoint. What about from the family's standpoint? You said that they can self-navigate. What does that even mean?
1: Yeah, so I think traditionally, the families and patients who are involved <clears throat> in coordinating care for you know for themselves, for their loved one, you know when they when they get to that point where they're now having to navigate through the hundreds of home care options and the tons of different levels of care that is, That's available to them in the area they have no idea where to begin and so most of the time you're going to rely on sources that the senior centers are going to offer you're going to rely on sources that the case management teams are going to offer to you but a lot of the times you know those that's a business card and that's a flyer of a service that's going to Mm -hmm. take that and then continue to help you self-navigate there's really nothing where you can you can just take it right now and find exactly what you're looking for and, and self navigate the, the challenges and the complexities of all the different services around, you. you know, and, and, um, this company was, was built on providing that value to patients to self navigate. Uh, you know, one thing that we had talked about a couple of weeks back on a phone call is that, you know, the, the company that this grew out of is retirement connection. So we have these retirement connection guides, right? And these things get dropped off and they are the leading resource for all the hospitals and all the senior centers. And they can kind of look through here and find whatever service they're looking for. Assisted living, home care, all of that. But there again, there's no way to really navigate through all of this because you still
0: have to call everybody. And so hold on another light bulb moment. Hold on, because those things, I used to hate those things. Because uh, you know, myself knew. Don't give me a paper. Give me a paper. It's, it's gonna end up. It's gonna end up in the garbage, and it's never gonna. And it's never gonna actually be used. Um, it's never actually gonna be used at all. And the social workers, the discharge planners, in the hospitals. That's their bible, right? And they use that one. They want to find home care companies. They want to find, you know, uh, visiting nurses service. They want to find, you know, the VNA's. They want to figure out where they're gonna discharge this pre- this resident post. Uh, their inpatient stay at the nursing home, that's what they use. So first of all, this is an awesome tool for them. They want to know who they can use, which insurances. So again, how do they make that? What's the reason why hospice companies and home care companies come every single week to every sniff in the country, I assume, and they give out free lunches and they bring you know, uh, whatever they bring. I don't know. I would say bagels and lox, but I never keep the food because it's not kosher, but whatever it is, they bring uh, Paneras and all this other stuff. Yeah. And, the staff, we always welcome them in because free lunch and the diversion from stuff we're really supposed to do is great. But for them, they're begging for business. So now yeah. they're doing to us what we do to the hospital case managers, discharge planners. And many times it's effective because if this is the person that comes here consistently, to bring us lunch once a month and we know who they are and we, we've sent a couple of patients home with them and it worked out well, we'll continue doing that. Why not? But now we have the opportunity to hopefully we still get the lunches but we have the opportunity of actually just putting in the information that we need. This is the care that we're looking for, and now it's available. Now, you don't need to be – this is a question and a statement. You don't need to be a hospital discharge planner or a social worker in a nursing home to have access to this information. Is that true? The information is available to everybody?
1: Yeah, 100%. Care availability is designed to allow everybody to use this anytime, anywhere, on any device. You know, Family, case management team, social worker on a home health company. Awesome you know, helping a patient in their home. I mean, they can pull this up and if they see, hey, like that's one of my favorite use cases, actually, that the social worker who's on a home health team, who's inside of a patient's home currently dealing with an issue, right? And they say, hey, like based on the physical therapist's advice and based on my advice, like I think it's time for you to go somewhere. Again, that social worker just has flyers and cards. So they can pull. Yeah. This
0: up and wh- and and the- what's the knee-jerk reaction? What do they do? Yeah. Oh, this person is a hospital. And if you have a smart, forward-thinking nursing home, they say, "Oh, we have a direct admit program because you discharged less than 30 days ago. You could do that." But they don't know that there's a place down the block where you can go outpatient and visit. You know, you could go right now. Actually, they're open, yeah. and they'll be. They can do this also, and they're also covered. And it's it's much better and much more convenient. Every time the patient goes to the hospital, they're exposed. Even not in COVID times, they're exposed to who knows what. And it just makes it it's a a huge challenge for them and it's very stressful for them. And it's very disruptive and it's many times uh, not necessary. And uh, uh, another thing here also is that now the family members, it's many times not the patient or the resident themselves, but the family members, the adult children have the ability, uh, they're empowered to make decisions. And when the social worker says, okay, you're going home on this day with this service, They're like one second. uh, Do we really need that service? Or I want to use that service. Or uh, however it is. Um, But now that and and even when they're in the hospital and they know that they're going to be discharged. So many times, right? How are decisions uh, from the made from the hospital discharge planners to a nursing home to any to the next uh, center to the next uh, place where they're going to be receiving their care? Many times it's through either the on that came in it's whoever responded first it's the one that we know but now you have the family member there It says hold on hold on hold on I, I i just went on my phone my carrier availability app you guys have an app no, not yet
1: yeah not yet
0: all right fine one day you guys will have an app but if not i'm on my phone right here i'm on their website for those who don't know there if you don't have an app you can also go to the browser and get a website i'm just messing with you <laughs> and i went right here and i see exactly you know you said this is what we need we need this type of thing Right. And this home care company can provide the same care at home. Why should mom be stuck in a nursing home? Which she said that kill me before you put me in a nursing home. She can actually get the same level of care at home. So why don't we do that? Yeah. And this is something w- which was never available on Tuna. This is the transparency that the internet has brought to so many other industries to shopping industries to Amazon reviews to yeah, there's even staffing agencies. Um, I was just talking with uh, we had an earlier episode with uh, Chris Caulfield from IntelliCare, right where you have uh, it's a nurse staffing agency where they ca- the facilities can review the nurses, nurses can review the, the facilities and it just brings a certain level of transparency, which the ultimate goal is for the, The regular guy, right? The regular guy. So now when I want to buy something, I know what other people's opinions are. So if I want to, if I'm being discharged, I'm not, car dealerships, everything, every single industry, the internet has flipped it over. So now what you guys are doing, I think is really revolutionary in that it brings power back to the people. It gives the ability for patients to be involved in their care. It gives the ability for the decision makers, the children to be involved in their care. They're not just, oh my gosh, the hospital discharge planner. Um, is said to have to go here, so that's it. I think it's crazy. I think it's stupid, and I disagree. And I know that facility. My brother works there, and I've seen how they just throw people around, which yeah. is usually not true. But that's a different conversation. But now you're you're part of the process. Okay, yeah. I don't mean to get worked up here, but I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, all, all, all of this is just making me. It, it, it's it's kind of burning this passion inside of me a lot more because. It, when I was in in the in the residential care home world with my family, you know, a lot of the challenges that, that I saw weren't necessarily challenges that we faced as providers. I mm-hmm. saw the struggle that the patients had and the families had in finding us and then and then us not necessarily being the best setting for them at times and then realizing that you only made the decision to come here because. There was some service you interacted with that only worked with a handful of providers and that's why you were referred here. It wasn't necessarily a decision based on what is best for you, because maybe there was a home with a, uh, you know, a, a wound care nurse that would have taken care of you a lot better. And so it, seeing that challenge was, was, was difficult because patients yeah, at that time when they're looking for a new setting, that's really hard on families really hard on right them. i mean
0: as and at the same time they're at the mercy of the professionals who are telling them that this is your next stop you know whether you like it or not and here are your three options and you're going to choose this one when real, really like you said who said that was the best setting for them yeah. but just i, I didn't realize at the time i was enjoying this and went later than i expected but let's focus on one more point here uh if you will before as we wrap up here So this is a new age version of the clinical liaison, external marketer, nursing home patient, grabber, snatcher, stealer, um, whatever you want to call that position of the person who is responsible to bring to go fishing and bring the bring the residents into the nursing home. So it's changed slowly right over the last few years where more and more hospitals are, quote unquote, closed. Right. They don't allow anyone in, period before COVID, nothing to do with infection control, they're moving more and more electronic. And now with COVID, many of them are completely closed or probably all of them are. But in, more than that, it's also expressing a trend in communicating 100% online and embracing that technology. Now, what Care Availability is doing is you're giving one place for the hospital case managers to look at, the discharge police managers to go when they're looking to send someone to the next care setting, but at the same time, it gives all those care providers the responsibility and the opportunity to put their best uh, their best foot forward, and they can make that profile, whatever it is, as fully optimized as possible. Absolutely. With, at the very least, at the very least, it's it's you know with the basic information, with uh, checking one box about whether you you know um, whether you accept this insurance or whether you can do bariatric patients or whatever type of therapy you might do smoking facilities. <laughs> some of them still exist or
1: well, yeah. and, and, and that uh, itself. Go real, ahead real quick with that. You know, this, this is a tool that touches everybody. I mean, it touches the providers, the, the referral sources, the, the patients, everybody involved. Right. And so when I'm working with providers and I'm bringing them on board, I, I it's it's kind of a different conversation than we're talking with a family to to show them care availability um, and and one really unique thing I've seen people do is use this not necessarily as just a random online kind of sales tool to help them build their census but as an opportunity to strengthen the relationships with the referral sources as well because care availability is 100% free for providers to come on board the core core product the core service to report your availability claim your listing that's free so if you start reporting your availability on careavailability.com and you walk into a hospital you call a hospital and say hey i'm not gonna come in there every single day to tell you my availability is anymore i'm just you can go to careavailability.com put in the zip code find me you'll see my information on there because our intake person or you know our staff is, is updating this on a daily basis And I've seen a lot of providers use it throughout COVID to really deepen those relationships because now they're the ones that are set apart. Now they're the ones that just made it easier for the case manager. They just saved the case manager time. They no longer have to call you to find out what the availability is in your nursing home. They can just do a quick check, you know.
0: So now if I'm a provider, I'm going to say, and I already know the answer here, but I want to speak this out. Um, I'm going to say, wait, if I do that, so I get that one phone call and I get that goodwill one time. But what happens if I end up a result number 16 every time they look so they were happy with me one time, but now going forward, they're not happy with me anymore or they don't even know that I exist. So tell us about the premium features, which allows the providers to kind of be in your face a little bit and and attract attention of the case managers in this new virtual world of careavailability.com.
1: Sure, sure. So care availability is designed to reward providers who update their availability on a daily basis. We will never favor providers that pay for a premium profile because I think ultimately, you know, the the, the product is built to serve patients, families, and case management teams and help providers. And so the success that a provider is going to have with care availability is 100% dependent on them because it is designed for you to to increase in, in the search rankings if you update your availability. So if mm-hmm. I quick do a search today, right now, I'll, I'll see all mm-hmm. of the providers that updated their availability since this morning. If they updated on Sunday night before the week began, then they're not going to be on a list anymore. So, so really it's, okay. it's, you can rise to the top of the list. Just got to update your availability. It's, it's that simple. So w-
0: where do the premium listings come in then?
1: Sure. So a premium listing allows a provider to have an actual profile that folks can click into and interact with a little bit more about their service. They can add a description, they can add virtual tour links, videos, photos, uh, brochures, pricing plans, things like that. Um, whereas the non-subscribed provider on, on care availability, um, they just have a, a listing on the search results. And there's that contact info button that you, you'll click and it'll drop down their, their direct contact info.
0: Got it. Now, will they, I'm assuming based on what we discussed so far, they're only going to show up when they fit the, the credit, what are the search criteria that the, whoever it is, the placement person is looking for, right? Even if they have a regular listing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're searching for uh, a private pay, residential care facility that does two-person orderless i mean you're you're, sorry two-person transfers you're only going to see those those facilities
0: got it yeah got it got it that definitely makes a lot of sense And virtual tours definitely is a phenomenal product we'll talk about that a different time right yeah (laughs) really so i like the example of google my business because google does this as well for local businesses and where you is actually i think an excellent example because you're doing care availability, they're doing product and service availability. So if I want, and they always put the, the one who's looking right, the, the searcher, however you refer to them first, that we want them to get the results that they're looking for. So they're going to have free Google listings, which are quite intense. And this is quite a bit you can do with a free listing. And, and now they're rolling out, or at least they're supposed to be rolling out paid listings. Now, Google might go from Google search. They, they, don't favor those who update their websites more frequently, necessarily. If you pay, you're going to be on top, <laughs> whether you like it or not, uh, before the organic stuff. So that's a little, that might be a, a difference. But the concept is that there's a certain amount that they want you to have available uh, for everybody. And a certain amount, maybe not. Um, Michael, it's been amazing having you on the podcast. I think this concept is revolutionary. Uh, we've spoken more than once before, I think. Um, I never not really fully got exactly how uh, care availability to me before this conversation was another system that uh, nursing homes have to deal with. And I can't tell you how many usernames and passwords uh, we have as, as providers, which I'm just talking from a nursing home standpoint. And I thought this was another one, but this is not just another, this is really a game changer and yeah. it's not just for nursing homes. This is really the same system. Um, it's almost like if every provider would be on the same page, if we had one system that connects all, providers together so that we can ensure that the patient has the best level of care at however they define that you know that's kind of what this is so this is really amazing uh, if they want to learn more about care availability where's the best place to send them, michael
1: careavailability.com um, you can go check it out over there reach out to me on linkedin if you have any questions um, and just want to learn more about it but uh, other than that i mean careavailability.com will will have everything and in fact you know if if you are some, you know, if you're looking for care for somebody in Oregon and Washington where we're currently uh, where we're currently serving, I mean, you could use it right now. You know, if there's a discharge planner out in Boston that's looking for a patient that's moving to Portland, they could do it right now and search for what's available. So, I mean, it's okay. pretty straightforward. We don't need to over-engineer a process that's already pretty complicated.
0: All right. So now the question is going to be, uh, I was going to ask you if you have any final thoughts. So I'm going to leave you with the final thought. what what does this take that to have this all over the country
1: i think it's it's aligning the mission of of uh creating a healthier industry i you know i i think it's it's for us to get this across the country isn't a it's not about just doing a big sales push and getting billboards everywhere and whatever it's it's just kind of crowdsourcing the heart behind the case manager and the mission behind most providers and why they're in the service that we're here. You know, we're here to, like, we're here to help patients and families. If, if, if everybody can understand that this is a platform that can be easily implemented into a workflow, can be easily implemented into, into a, a home care, um, that that's all that it needs, you know? And, and, and you know, from, from my perspective, I, I think that mission and, and aligning everybody aligning together to, to solve this challenge and bring value to patients and providers. It, I think that that's what takes it to, for it to really go everywhere. Got
0: you know? it. Got it. Okay. So this is a, I guess this is a first step in the journey. It's not the first, but a step, you know, step that people step. who are listening here, um, yeah. is there something practically that someone can do if they want to bring this to their area, which is not an area that's currently covered The people yeah. who are watching and listening in another say, what could they do?
1: Yes. So, uh, the best way is to go online, go to the provider registration uh, side, part of the website, sign up as a new user. I'll see that come through. I'll link it up with, uh, with the listing that chances are are already in there since we actually upload uh, a lot of the information directly from Medicare uh, API plugins and kind of state and licensing records. So a lot of the providers are already you just have to go on, sign up as a new user. We'll link you up to the right, uh, uh, provider listing. If you don't have one, we'll quickly make one. And then tomorrow you can literally call up your top three referral sources and say, Hey, all of my availability now lives on careavailability.com. I just put it in there. That's it. That's a real practical way for folks to start doing that. And even sharing it, uh, you know, with, with other providers and just letting them know this is a free thing.
0: So in short there's there's no technical thing that needs to happen it's just it's just um, people have to adopt the system the system is, is can exist as is. Yep. Now uh, you said that you pull in from some of the you know the the directories and the government directories of of uh, listed and licensed providers yeah. so does that already exist in other states or that, that has to be done manually how does that work if I want to find uh, in the, in Boston Massachusetts uh, all the nursing homes that accept private pay I don't know private rooms. Let's say, so is that already in the system, or that neat? Once it's adopted, then you'll pull that information in.
1: So it's a it, it, we pull it in from some states as we were kind of ramping up to to bring in all the providers from from as many states as possible uh, in Boston. I don't think we have anybody on there um, from Boston, but you know the the information is controlled by whoever is going to lead that process on the provider side. Um, whoever's going to lead up the process of updating their availability. So if uh, a nursing home in Boston today wanted to do it, I mean, they could go on, create their user account, create the provider profile, and then start reporting the availability. Um, got
0: it. Got it. Be done in five minutes. Amazing. All right, Michael, this is it's, it's way over time, but I appreciate right. your generosity of your time, your experience, and your knowledge and sharing this fantastic product and concept. I think it's really what what, what got to me today was just the concept is that we, we don't have a nursing home that's looking for census. We don't have a hospital that's looking to maximize reimbursement. We don't have case managers and discharge planners and liaisons and CEOs that are looking to hold on to their jobs. We have patients, patient-centered care in the literal sense, that yeah. need care. And let's figure out where they need to go and where's the absolutely best place for them to get care based on their terms and their definitions. Put gotcha. them first. And we'll, we'll all pitch in when when we're right there. And guess what? If you're a provider and you're providing care where people don't really want it or need it, then maybe we should revisit if you should be providing that type of care in that location, the way that you're providing it. This also gives an opportunity to see, like, okay, but well, it's going on forever. Yeah, I'm sure you can put analytics into this to see, to track and trend and see, you know, people are not interested in this. People are interested in this. So if you're in a nursing home, you're not getting referrals. Well, here's why bring in this program and you're going to get referrals because right now you're not showing up in the search results it kind of it, it makes it very measurable and very clear as to if you and it levels the playing field it's just like every other industry if you're not providing a product or a service that people actually want and need in a time or place where they want and need it then you're not going to win all right yeah. michael thank you so much for joining us Thanks. any final thoughts i'll give you an opportunity for some final thoughts i know i spoke too much
1: Sure. No, I just really want to, you know, hit that point one more time. That really is about bringing it back to patient care and it's about allowing patients and families to self navigate through this and, and kind of bringing some clarity to something that's pretty difficult to deal with and, and pretty confusing. Um, it's, it's really just focusing on them and making it better. for them.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. really appreciate it. Thank you. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know. What an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.